Hey guys, welcome back to the Whiskey Shaman Podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about the uh, fact of uh, what I use, why I use the term the Whiskey Shaman, and uh, kind of go in, uh, in depth a little bit about um, myself and all the things uh, surrounding whiskey related things for me. Um, <clears throat> where do I start? Okay. Um, I chose the Whiskey Shaman name um, as kind of a little uh, nickname for myself um, because I wanted to be a guide, your guide, to the spirit world. Um, so, what basically what that meant is I, I like to help people find, in my case, whiskeys that they not only didn't know, but also like whiskeys that best suit you. Because I feel like whiskey is an experience. Um, it's not just taking shots. It's not just, you know, uh, men's, uh, in ends to a meme. Um, it is like, it's really, um, if you, once you get into the geekery of it, it's really uh, complicated, complicated and complex and stuff like that. And I like to fit the profile of each person. So that's kind of where that came from. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's just, it was a, it was a funny, funny name. And I thought, well, it was a little different than some of these, some other people and stuff like that. So I just did that. Now, I guess a little accreditation, I guess, is what we can get into next. I am a uh, level two whiskey sommelier, which I know most people who are listening to this have heard, or hopefully everybody has heard of a wine sommelier. You know, they pick good wine uh, for you and stuff like that. uh, They're normally walking around, they're the ones that open the wine and give it to you and stuff like that. Whiskey sommelier is very similar but also very different. Um, it, you know, and a lot of people, they get really hung up on the whole sommelier thing. Uh, there's a beer, beer sommeliers, they're called Cicerones. Um, they know everything about beer, you know, and I'm not saying that I know everything about uh, whiskey because I don't, and I don't think we ever will. You know, there's so many, you know, little things going here and there. But, um, it's really cool um, to be to be able to give to pick a, a whiskey for somebody that I think will cater to them. Um, so most people think only wine sommeliers can be sommeliers, and that's just not true. And uh, the name isn't um, like trademarked or anything. So um, where I got my accreditation was from the uh, the Wizard Academy in, in Austin. They um, started out, well, they still are, uh, they started out as a marketing school uh, that teach you how to market yourself and your, um, your, your brand, and uh, they do commercials and ad reads and stuff like that for big businesses, small businesses, anybody that wants to get, uh, kind of change their, their face. And uh, the chancellor, um, Daniel Whittington, he kind of decided he loved whiskey. And he decided, hey, we could do a thing. Went through all the proper, you know, legalities of it and started the program a little over five years ago, maybe even longer. Um, So really cool uh, that he started doing that. And so I got into whiskey. I had been following uh, the whiskey tribe for a long time and they do reviews and stuff like that of whiskey and um, started following that and then I you know heard about the Somalia program and I thought is that something I want to do I don't know I like whiskey but is it something I want to do you know so I was like well you know we'll see um, so finally one day um, my beautiful wife said babe you need to do it you need to go and just do it now I will tell you this up front um, it is a financial, uh, it, it, it costs a lot of money to do, you know, it does hit you in a financial, but at the same time, uh, for me and a lot of people that I've talked to, well worth it. Now, 
when I say a lot of people, there's there's not that many whiskey sommeliers around, so um, they're few and far between. Um, and we are a different breed of people. Um, and I think once the longer you get into these podcasts, the more you'll understand how different a breed uh, we are. And I am even than the other sommeliers. Um, I um, I like to use a lot of humor. Uh, you know, jokes and play around and stuff like that. So, you know, just if it if it's annoying, I'm sorry. It is what it is. You know, I'm gonna make stupid puns and I'm gonna talk about what I what I like because this is you know me. So anyway, um, so I decided, um, you know, I was gonna do this the sommelier program and my wife actually um, got that for me for uh, my birthday and I was like okay, I guess it's official, I'm doing this, you know, and so I went and did it, uh, level one, and it was so scary, like, yeah, you're drinking whiskey, and you're hanging out with people, and it's cool, but, like, I'm not one of those, I get really nervous, like, public speaking, and doing all this stuff, I just get really nervous doing that, and that, that's a lot of the stuff you have to do, is public speak, and, you know, learn about this, and, and be able to converse with people about it, and so it was really, uh, you know, it was really daunting, and I didn't know what I was getting into when I went, so I was, like, freaking out the whole time, of course. But, luckily, um, in one day, we drank, drank through about 16 different whiskeys. Now, I know what you're probably thinking already. Oh, you were schnocker. You know, there's no there's no way you would have been able to perform. We aren't even really... I don't even want to say we really drank the whiskeys. You know what I mean? Yeah, we put them in our mouth. And we, you know, switched them around and maybe had a little sip of it, but it's not, um, that's not, we weren't sitting there taking shots and stuff like that. So get that out of your head right away because that's, that's not what happened. But, um, it was really cool to like, um, taste all the different types of different whiskeys, whatever. I know, I don't even remember what happened before now. I have them written down somewhere <clears throat> because we had to blind guess what they were without even having a premise of it or anything like that. So it was, it was pretty difficult, uh, especially, you know, your first go around, you don't even know what to expect. It was, it was pretty difficult. Um, and I'm not going to give all of it away because I want you guys, if you want, if that's something you want to do, I want you to be able to experience it. And uh, if you want more information on it, you know, we can, we can go from there. But um, it was super cool. And uh, at the end of the night, or it's a two-day two day class, um, at the end of the class, uh, after you graduate, whatever they call it, uh, you go into the whiskey vault. They have a huge room that's just floor-to-ceiling whiskey, and you get to have whatever you want, and you get the code to the vault, to where if you ever bring groups of people to Austin, that's my library. I can go there, and I can be like, I really need to um, try some rye whiskey, or, or like I can't find this particular bourbon. I wonder if it's in the vault, and of course there's a spreadsheet on the, on the, on the bourbons that are in there and stuff, so you can go and say, oh, they have the, you know, whatever that, that I'm looking for, let me go up there and sample it so that I can kind of get a perimeter on what that is, because uh, I do private whiskey tastings for people, and sometimes they ask for, like, a specific bottle, and I'm like, well, I don't have that bottle, you know, like, I can't get, you know, but at least I can give them some sort of markers on it to where, like, well, we're not going to be able to get that bottle, you know, not everybody has Pappy 23 laying around, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm not paying $6,000 for it anyway, so, <clears throat> I, uh, you know, you're able to go to the vault and try it, and then compare it to, say, something else, and maybe give them something that's going to be close, right, and, and that's the whole, the whole thing, and if you're in Austin, and you have, uh, you know, like, let's say I was in Austin, and there's a group of people, I could actually take them to the vault and do a private tasting at the vault for them, so if that's something y'all are interested in, it's, it's amazing, it's a great place, and it's, it's on the, the grounds of the Wizard Academy, and I know that sounds like a weird, weird name, but it's not, it's, it's super, it's a super cool place, uh, it's like a magical place, you know, it's not like Harry Potter magical, but it's, it, it's pretty cool, uh, they have a huge tower, and that's where the vault is, and stuff like that, and, and then they have the Crowded Barrel Whiskey Company, which is adjoined to that. One is a non-profit and the other one is for-profit. And that's where the Whiskey Tribe stuff comes from. And they do all the unique barrel picks. Uh, right now they're sourcing 
uh, whiskey and they're finishing it, doing really cool finishing options. Uh, they did stout cast finish, they did port wine, you know, they, they're doing really cool stuff. Um, and so, um, and then they are making their own product in-house, but they just got a large, uh, larger still set up and stuff like that. So they're able to crank out with more stuff. But the issue is with whiskey, it has to sit in a barrel for a long time. And in, in a future episode, we're going to get into the nerdy part of whiskey. And we're going we're gonna to talk about the barrel. We're going to talk about what, what whiskey is and how it's made and stuff like that. Because I find it really interesting and I hope you guys would too. Um, and so going back to uh, the sommelier thing. You know, you go through the class and then you get to go into the vaults. Super cool. Super fun. Um, and the cool thing is, like, even though you're surrounded by five thousand bottles of whiskeys, I don't even, I can't even tell you how many are in there. It's four to see. Anyway. Um, nobody is inebriated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we enjoy ourselves. We have a drink. We have two drinks. Whatever. But you're pouring, like, thimblefuls of whiskey just to try it. Like, you just want to try it. So it's not like you're pouring two or three ounce pours in a glass and drinking them. You know, th- these bottles were donated. All of these bottles in the vault were donated by by people for the YouTube channel and by Somalis. So it's like these are some of these bottles are one of a kind and will never be that again. So it's very, you know, you have to take that into consideration when you go in there as well. Um, but then they'll go outside and they'll, you know, talk and BS and all that stuff, and so a lot of guys, I don't, uh, I've tried multiple times, but a lot of guys go out and they'll smoke a cigar, because everybody thinks a cigar and whiskey is a good pairing, uh, for me, it's a, it's a one-way ticket to vomit, you know what I mean, like, it's, it's, oh god, um, anyway, um, that, that'll put me on a tangent right there, um, and I've tried multiple cigars, sorry, sorry, going, getting back to where we're at, um, yeah, so, then, then you um, are certified, you know, um, as a sommelier, like I, um, and you get this huge, uh, gaudy, ornate uh, chain, and it has an emblem on it that says whiskey sommelier and um, some words in Latin. I don't remember what they say. I should have been a little more prepared, but it's fine. Um, and it basically looks like a flavor flavor clock. I mean, it's about five inches around crazy big gaudy heavy you know and you're like well what because they're trying to be tongue-in-cheek you know they're trying to be like you are this but don't be don't be a snob about it just because you're a sommelier that doesn't make you better than anybody in the world and so going back to that a sommelier in in its in its true form is a servant or steward right so back in the day with kings and queens and stuff the wine sommelier or the steward would know where all the good wine is he would be in charge of the wine he would go like when the king or whoever would have a company over the he was the servant that went and got the good wine for people and if he needed to liquor somebody up uh you know to get them to sign a treaty or something he knew which ones were really alcoholic he knew which ones were the really good ones you know and so you're basically just a servant which, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Like, you're not a servant like a slave, right? Um, that's, not, that's not the case anymore. Maybe back then, yeah, they were. But, but today, you're a, I am a whiskey servant. Um, so basically, that brings it back down to earth. You know, because a lot of people, once they gain knowledge in something, anything... They get on this high horse and be like, well, I know more than you. I blah, 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 you know, and it's really kind of crazy, you know, and I, you know, I don't like to blow smoke up anybody's butt at all. More myself. I try to stay as humble as I can. Um, It's how I was raised. I just stay as humble as possible. I don't deserve what I even have. That's how I feel most of the time. Um, And my entire family has told me, you're way too hard on yourself, you're way too, you know, you're way too humble, you need to show some, you know, some self, uh, not, not that I don't have self-pride and stuff like that, I'm very proud of everything that I've done in my life, I'm proud of my beautiful kids, and my wife, and my, my life that I have, um, but also I take all of that, I don't take any of that, any of it. I'm uh, very aware that um, this life is, it can be short, and 
I need to appreciate everything I have. And there's some days, obviously, you know, we all fall off um, and we all get, you know, a little down on ourselves. And I'm very, uh, I can be very self-deprecating and stuff like that. But it's very, so I take this sommelier thing as a, uh, I take it to heart. I really do. Um, and people don't look at it like that. I mean, not, I, I can only talk for myself obviously I can't I can't talk for anybody else but myself but what I'm what I will say is I take it very serious and I don't let the um, the whiskey ever take control of me I'm always in control of it because um, as you know whiskey is a, a, in all terms it's a it's a you know it's a spirit and it's a minimum 40% alcohol so it's you know it's a poison that's basically what it is and we are putting it in our body willingly and the side effects of drinking too much poison is you get very sick now I don't want to turn anybody off from it obviously because that's kind of my shtick but at the same time um, you need to be very much aware and any so anytime I do a whiskey tasting for anybody I have a private uh, whiskey tasting uh, business whiskeybusinessfbg.com anyway go there if you're if you're in the central texas area go there and uh, pick me up um but anyway we're uh we're very much aware of how and i love to tell people uh, and this kind of sounds shitty but i'm gonna say it anyway i love to tell people um no you're not having it because I, I don't want to be their father. I'm not their father. I don't want to be your father. If you, It's not up to me for you to overindulge. But I love to be like, maybe you need to, you know, and not tell his buddy to, you know. Because it's not, I don't want to be responsible. You know, if you get in the car after we do a tasting and you go and kill somebody, I do not want that on my conscience at all. At all. And so I carry around a, a blood alcohol counter. Of course, it's a, you know, not, not the police grade, obviously, but I didn't get the cheapest one either, and I uh, carry that every tasting I do, um, and I, you know, don't, I'll, the last little sip that we have, because, you know, when you're doing a tasting for people, you can tell them all about the whiskey, but if you're not drinking the whiskey, it kind of takes the, the nuance and the subtlety out of it, you're just standing there presenting, no, that's not how it needs to be, you need to be partaking. Now, I don't partake near as much as the clients do because obviously I'm in their home or their B&B or wherever. Um, so, you know, I, I will have a smidgen um, and I might have, you know, two or three little tastes of the different whiskeys, but I don't ever have like a full pour or something like that. No, um, I don't think I've ever done that, seriously, um, even in personally. Um, I don't think I've had like a full-on pour, maybe once or twice, uh, you know, but when it's something I know is going to be good and I want to sit with it for a long time, um, but yeah, and so like they'll, they'll partake of, you know, as much as they want, I give them a, a three-quarter ounce pour, you know, so it's a fairly decent, decent pour, um, I let them go through it and then we, you know, kind of conclude at the end and I pack up and so that last pour I won't even have, um, and normally that's the, I try to save the best for last, obviously. Um, and so normally that's the best one, but they're, they're my whiskeys. So I can go have a dram once I get back to the house or whatever. It's not, not a huge deal. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of me as the person. Um, and um, my sommelier kind of background. I've been in the whiskey for a long time. Um, uh, started out drinking Crown like everybody else, Crown and Coke. You know, that's, that's what you do. And um, then I was like, I want to try, you know, try not having so much Coke with it. You know, and just see what the flavor is. Because I do like the flavor of it. And then, after getting involved with, like, the whiskey balls and stuff, and I'm like, they're drinking it straight. You know, these guys are drinking it with no ice, no water, no nothing. And I'm like, wow, okay. And they have a funky glass that they're using. You know, as I'm sitting here having my Yeti, Yeti cup, you know, and so I'm like, I'm going to get me one of those glasses and I'm going to get me a nicer bottle. And so, you know, I just, 
started experimenting, and it was hard at first. I will tell you, the first couple of times I tried was to like meat, what we call meat, no ice, no no water, no nothing. I couldn't do it. It was hard. It was harsh until I learned more about it. Um, and we can get into descriptors and stuff like that at a later uh, later time. But yeah, it was it was really hard. And so it just took a little time. I'd have to end up putting a big ice ball in it, which is fine. Put a little water with it. That's fine. The best whiskey is the whiskey you like to drink the way you like to drink it. I'm never going to snob you for putting ice, Topo Chico, Sprite, Coke. Put whatever you want in that whiskey. I always tell my, my clients that, you know, that do tastings, I always tell them to at least try it. At least try it. Um, if you don't like it, that's fine. But at least try it that way. Uh, and nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's a thing. So, it's pretty cool to see people evolve, and I have a, a little whiskey group here in town of a couple, you know, like five guys, myself included, and to see, it's been, oh, I've been doing this for two years, right, to see them evolve, you know, and they're, they went from you know, shooting Jameson and drinking Jameson and soda, which, whatever, I don't care. Drink whatever you want, like I said. To now they're buying bottles, s- sending me pictures of them. What do you think about this? What do you- I really like this. One's really into rye whiskey, so he's showing me pictures of rye stuff. And the other one likes high-proof uh, bourbons, which, you know, that'll get you in trouble real fast. So I'm, I'm always erring on the side of caution with some of those. But um, And then one of them really likes malt, like scotch whiskey single malts and stuff like that which he's kind of the the outlaw of the group because everybody else wants the bourbon and the rye and stuff like that and he's like I want the more sweeter fruitier uh multi multi stuff uh which is fun it's really fun to see the dynamic between all the guys and if you can find a good group of people that you can drink a whiskey with or anything I don't care what you drink you know drink a beer I don't care a group of friends or not even friends they could be friends you know um and I will tell you, I haven't had a whole lot of this, but, um, and this is not sexist in any way, I don't mean it to be sexist at all. Um, I've had a couple of women clients, I did as a tasting for a, for a group, uh, through a, through a business, and they, uh, there was a couple of women in the group, I tell you, their descriptors on the whiskey, and on what they were tasting, blew my mind, blew my mind, they have a better... I'm, I'm going to say it. They have a better palate than this. I don't know what it is. I think they're, you know, they can they can do the more, um, the lighter, fruitier. They can pull that stuff out, whereas the guys want, it tastes like sweet vanilla, you know, something like that. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's really cool to see how the different people, um, you know, and I always tell people when I do tastings, um, I always tell them, hey, do you like... Um, strong black coffee? Do you like dark chocolate? Do you like uh, IPA beers? Do you like, you know, I was trying to get some, get some markers on them before I set them down with the whiskey because like, you know, there's some of these whiskeys out here, you know, you can go to Isla Scotches and I can take your head off with peat, you know, or I can burn your mouth out with some barrel proof bourbon. You know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, there's a lot out there, but there, Everything in between is subtle differences. You know what I mean? You want to go multi? Do you want to go sweet and flowery? Do you want to go into Japan and try some of their stuff? I mean, there's so many ways we can go. And that's what I think is going to be the coolest thing about this podcast um, for me and for y'all. Uh, that's my text is coming out. Um, you know, for us to just go on this journey together. I think it's going to be really fun. I'm glad you're here. This has been this has been awesome. I really want for you guys to like, you know, kind of as much feedback as you can. Um, so I guess this would be like my ending uh, part of this. I really, uh, if you can follow me on socials, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I do have a little YouTube thing going. I'm trying to get into that, and it's hard. It's hard to do YouTube. Um, but I'm the underscore whiskey shaman 
on all of those. You can find me. It's a Facebook group. I couldn't do my name for some reason because I already had a name. You couldn't change it. Anyway, long story. It doesn't matter. Ten people are on Facebook. Fine. Um, <laughs> but on the Instagram and, and on all of them, actually, I do uh, sun, like Sunday deep dives. So I'll be doing one tonight as well. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet. But, um, you know, we have we have quite a bit to choose from. Um, I do bottle pickups, um, you know, stuff like that. I'm really working on trying to get a single barrel with Whiskey Shaman stamp on it. So if y'all know anybody who's doing some single barrel picking, um, let me know. Um, but yeah, um, so just keep, uh, keep on listening. And if you have any questions, hit me up on the, on the socials and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. And I'll try in the description below to kind of um, see if there's a, a tab we can use for some talking back and forth and stuff like that. So, um, as always, guys, uh, keep your spirits up. And I will talk to you later. Love you. Hey, guys. Welcome back. To the Whiskey Shaman Podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about the uh, fact of uh, what I use, why I use the term the Whiskey Shaman, and uh, kind of go in, uh, in depth a little bit about um, myself and all the things uh, surrounding whiskey-related things for me. Um, <clears throat> where do I start? Um, I chose the Whiskey Shaman name um, as kind of a little uh, nickname for myself um, because I wanted to be a guide, your guide, to the spirit world. Um, so, what basically what that meant is I I like to help people find, in my case, whiskeys that they not only didn't know, but also like whiskeys that best suit you. Because I feel like whiskey is an experience. Um, it's not just taking shots. It's not just, you know, uh, men's, uh, in ends to a meme. Um, it is like, it's really, um, if you, once you get into the geekery of it, it's really uh, complicated, complicated and complex and stuff like that. And I like to fit the profile of each person. So, that's kind of where that came from. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's just, it was a, it was a funny, funny name, and I thought, well, it was a little different than some of these, some other people and stuff like that, so I just did that. <clears throat> now, I guess a little accreditation, I guess, is what we can get into next. I am a uh, level two whiskey sommelier, which I know most people who are listening to this have heard, or hopefully everybody has heard of a wine sommelier, you know, they pick good wine uh, for you and stuff like that, and uh, they're normally walking around, they're the ones that open the wine and give it to you and stuff like that. Whiskey sommelier is very similar, but also very different. Um, it, you know, and a lot of people, they get really hung up on the whole sommelier thing. Uh, there's a beer, beer sommeliers, they're called Cicerones. Um, they know everything about beer, you know, and I'm not saying that I know everything about, uh, whiskey because I don't, and I don't think we ever will, you know, there's so many, you know, little things going here and there, but, um, it's really cool, um, to be, to be able to give, to pick a, a whiskey for somebody that I think will cater to them. Um, so most people think only wine sommeliers can be sommeliers, and that's just not true. And, uh... The name isn't, um, like, trademarked or anything, so um, where I got my accreditation was from the, uh, the Wizard Academy in, in Austin, and they um, started out, well, they still are, uh, they started out as a marketing school uh, that teach you how to market yourself and your, um, your, your brand. And uh, they do commercials and ad reads and stuff like that for big businesses, small businesses, anybody that wants to get 
uh, kind of change their, their face. And uh, the chancellor, um, Daniel Whittington, he kind of decided he loved whiskey. He decided, hey, we could do a thing. Went through all the pro- proper, you know, legalities of it and started the program a little over five years ago, maybe even longer. Um, so really cool uh, that he started doing that. And so I got into whiskey. <clears throat> I had been following uh, the whiskey tribe for a long time and they do reviews and stuff like that of whiskey and um, started following that and then I you know heard about the sommelier program and I thought is that something I want to do I don't know I like whiskey but is it something I want to do you know so I was like well you know we'll see um, so finally one day um, my beautiful wife said babe you need to do it you need to go and just do it now I will tell you this up front um, it is a financial, uh, it, it, it costs a lot of money to do, you know, it does hit you in a financial, but at the same time, uh, for me and a lot of people that I've talked to, well worth it. Now, when I say a lot of people, there's, there's not that many whiskey sommeliers around, so, um, they're few and far between. Um, and we are a different breed of people, um. And I think once the longer you get into these podcasts, the more you'll understand how different a breed uh, we are. And I am even than the other sommeliers. Um, I um, I like to use a lot of humor, uh, you know, jokes and play around and stuff like that. So you know, just if it if it's annoying, I'm sorry. It is what it is. You know, I'm gonna make stupid puns and I'm gonna talk about what I what I like because this is you know. Me. So anyway, um, so I decided, um, you know, I was going to do this, the sommelier program and my wife actually, um, got that for me for, uh, my birthday and I was like, okay, I guess it's official. I'm doing this, you know? And so I went and did it, uh, level one and it was so scary. Like, yeah, you're drinking whiskey and you're hanging out with people and it's cool, but like, I'm not one of those. I get really nervous, like public speaking and doing all this stuff. I just get really nervous doing that. And that, that's a lot of the stuff you have to do is public speak and, you know, learn about this and, and con- be able to converse with people about it. And so it was really, uh, you know, it was really daunting. And I didn't know what I was getting into when I went. So I was like freaking out the whole time, of course. But luckily, um, in one day, we drank, drank through about 16 different whiskeys. Now, I know what you're probably thinking already. Oh, you were schnocker. You know, there's no there's no way you would have been able to perform. We aren't even really... I don't even want to say we really drank the whiskey. You know what I mean? Yeah, we put them in our mouth. And we, you know, swished them around and maybe had a little sip of it. But it's not... Um, that's not... We weren't sitting there taking shots and stuff like that. So, get that out of your head right away. Because that's, that's not what happened. But, um, it was really cool to, like... Taste all the different types of different whiskeys, whatever. I know I don't even remember what happened before now. I have them written down somewhere <clears throat> because we had to blind guess what they were without even having a premise of it or anything like that. So it was it was pretty difficult, uh, especially you know your first go around. You don't even know what to expect. It was it was pretty difficult, um, and I'm not going to give all of it away because I want you guys. If you want, if that's something you want to do, I want you to be able to experience it. And uh, if you want more information on it, you know, we can, we can go from there. But um, it was super cool. And uh, at the end of the night, or it's a two-day two day class. Um, at the end of the class, uh, after you graduate, whatever they call it, uh, you go into the whiskey vault. So they have a huge room that's just floor-to-ceiling whiskey. And you get to have whatever you want, and you get the code to the vault. To where if you ever bring groups of people to Austin, that's my library. I can go there and I can be like, I really need to um, try some rye whiskey or, or like I can't find this particular bourbon. I wonder if it's in the vault. And of course, there's a spreadsheet on the on the on the bourbons that are in there and stuff. So you can go and say, Oh, they have the, you know, whatever that that I'm looking for. Let me go up there and sample it so that I can kind of get a perimeter on what that is. Because uh, I do private whiskey tastings for people, and sometimes. 
they ask for like a specific bottle and I'm like well I don't have that bottle you know like I can't get you know but at least I can give them some sort of markers on it to where like well we're not gonna be able to get that bottle you know not everybody has Pappy 23 laying around you know what I mean I'm not paying six thousand dollars for it anyway so I uh you know, you're able to go to the vault and try it and then compare it to, say, something else and maybe give them something that's going to be close, right? And, and that's the whole the whole thing. And if you're in Austin and you have, uh, you know, like, let's say I was in Austin and there's a group of people, I could actually take them to the vault and do a private tasting at the vault for them. So if that's something y'all are interested in, it's, it's amazing. It's a great place. And it's, it's on the, the grounds of the Wizard Academy. And I know that sounds like a weird, weird name, but it's not. It's it's super. It's a super cool place. Uh, it's like a magical place. You know, it's not like Harry Potter magical, but it's it, it's pretty cool. Um, they have a huge tower, and that's where the vault is and stuff like that. And, and then they have the Crowded Barrel Whiskey Company, which is adjoined to that. One is a nonprofit, and the other one is for profit. And that's where the Whiskey Tribe stuff comes from. And they do all the unique barrel picks. Uh, right now, they're sourcing. Uh, whiskey and they're finishing it doing really cool finishing options uh, they did stout cast finish they did port wine you know they, they're doing really cool stuff um, and so um, and then they are making their own product in house but they just got a large, uh, larger still set up and stuff like that so they're able to crank out with more stuff but the issue is with whiskey it has to sit in the barrel for a long time and in, in a future episode we're going to get into the nerdy part of whiskey and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the barrel we're gonna talk about what what whiskey is and how it's made and stuff like that because I find it really interesting and I hope you guys would too um and so going back to uh the sommelier thing you know you go through the class and then you get to go into the vault super cool super fun um and the cool thing is like even though you're surrounded by by thousands of bottles of whiskeys I don't even I can't even tell you how many are in there it's four to see anyway um, nobody is inebriated, you know what I mean, like, yeah, we enjoy ourselves, we have a drink, we have two drinks, whatever, but you're pouring, like, thimblefuls of whiskey just to try it, like, you just want to try it, so it's not like you're pouring two, three-ounce pours in a glass and drinking them, you know, these bottles were donated, all of these bottles in the vault were donated by, by people for the YouTube channel and by Somalians, so it's like these are some of these bottles are one of a kind and will never be that again so it's very you know you have to take that into consideration when you go in there as well um but then they'll go outside and they'll you know talk and bs and all that stuff and so a, a lot of guys i don't uh, i've tried multiple times but a lot of guys go out and they'll smoke a cigar because everybody thinks a cigar and whiskey is a good pairing uh for me it's a it's a one-way ticket to vomit you know what i mean like it's it's um, anyway, um, that, that'll put me on a tangent right there. Um, and I've tried multiple cigars. Sorry, sorry. Going, getting back to where we're at. Um, yeah. So then, then you um, are certified, you know, um, as a sommelier, like, I, um, and you get this huge, uh, gaudy, ornate uh, chain, and it has an emblem on it that says whiskey sommelier and um some words in latin i don't remember what they say i should have been a little more prepared but it's fine um and it basically looks like a flavor flavor clock i mean it's about five inches around crazy big gaudy heavy you know and you're like well what because they're trying to be tongue-in-cheek you know they're trying to be like you are this but don't be don't be a snob about it just because you're a sommelier that doesn't make you better than anybody in the and so going back to that, a sommelier in, in, its, in its true form is a servant or a steward, right? So back in the day with kings and queens and stuff, the wine sommelier or the steward would know where all the good wine is. He would be in charge of the wine. He would go, like when the king or whoever would have a company over, the, he was the servant that went and got the good wine for people. And if he needed to liquor somebody up, uh, you know, to get them to sign a treaty or something, he knew which ones were really alcoholic. He knew which ones were the really good ones, you know. 
And it, so you're basically just a servant. Which, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Like, you're not a servant like a slave, right? Um, that's not that's not the case anymore. Maybe back then, yeah, they were. But, but today, you're a... I am a whiskey servant. Um, so basically, that brings it back down to earth. You know, because a lot of people, once they gain knowledge in something, anything, they get on this high horse and be like, well, I know more than you. I blah, 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 you know, and it's really kind of crazy, you know, and I, you know, I don't like to blow smoke up anybody's butt at all, more myself. I try to stay as humble as I can. Um, That's how I was raised. I just stay as humble as possible. I don't deserve what I even have. That's how I feel most of the time. Um, and my entire family has told me, you're way too hard on yourself, you're way too, you know, you're way too humble, you need to show some, you know, some self, uh, not, not that I don't have self-pride and stuff like that, I'm very proud of everything that I've done in my life, I'm proud of my beautiful kids, my wife, and my, my life that I have, um, but also I take all of that, I don't take any of that, any of it. I'm uh, very aware of that. Um, this life is, it can be short and I need to appreciate everything I have and there's some days obviously you know we all fall off um, and we all get you know a little down on ourselves. and I'm very uh, I can be very self-deprecating and stuff like that but it's very so I take this sommelier thing as a uh, I take it to heart I really do um, and people don't look at it like that I mean not I, I can only talk for myself obviously I can't I can't talk for anybody else but myself but what I'm what I will say is I take it very serious and I don't let the um, the whiskey ever take control of me I'm always in control of it because um, as you know whiskey is uh, uh, in all terms it's a it's a you know it's a spirit and it's a at minimum 40% alcohol so it's you know it, it's a poison and that's basically what it is and we are putting it in our body willingly and the side effects of drinking too much poison is you get very sick now I don't want to turn anybody off from it obviously because that's kind of my shtick but at the same time um, you need to be very much aware and any so anytime I do a whiskey tasting for anybody I have a private uh, whiskey tasting uh, business whiskeybusinessfbg.com anyway go there and if you're if you're in the central texas area go there and uh, pick me up um but anyway we're uh we're very much aware of how and i love to tell people uh, and this kind of sounds shitty but i'm gonna say it anyway i love to tell people um no you're not having it because I, I don't want to be their father. I'm not their father. I don't want to be your father. If you, It's not up to me for you to overindulge. But I love to be like, maybe you need to, you know, and not tell his buddy to, you know. Because it's not, I don't want to be responsible. You know, if you get in the car after we do a tasting and you go and kill somebody, I do not want that on my conscience at all, at all. And so I carry around a, a blood alcohol counter. Of course, it's a, you know, not, not the, police grid, obviously, but I didn't get the cheapest one either, and I uh, carry that every tasting I do, um, and I, you know, don't, I'll, the last little sip that we have, because, you know, when you're doing a tasting for people, you can tell them all about the whiskey, but if you're not drinking the whiskey, it kind of takes the, the nuance and the subtlety out of it, you're just standing there presenting, no, that's not how it needs to be, you need to be partaking. Now, I don't partake near as much as the clients do because obviously I'm in their home or their B&B or wherever. Um, so, you know, I, I will have a smidgen um, and I might have, you know, two or three little tastes of the different whiskeys, but I don't ever have like a full pour or something like that. No, um, I don't think I've ever done that, seriously, um, even in personally. Um, I don't think I've had like a full-on pour, maybe once or twice, uh, you know, but when it's something I know is going to be good and I want to sit with it for a long time, um, but yeah, and so like they'll, they'll partake of, you know, as much as they want, I give them a, a three-quarter ounce pour, you know, so it's a fairly decent, decent pour, um, 
I let them go through it, and then we, you know, kind of conclude at the end, and I pack up, and so that last pour, I won't even have, um, and normally that's the, I try to save the best for last, obviously, um, and so normally that's the best one, but they're, they're my whiskey, so I can go have a dram once I get back to the house or whatever, it's not, not a huge deal, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of me as the person, um, and, um, sommelier kind of background I've been in the whiskey for a long time um not a long time you know uh started out drinking crown like everybody else crown and coke you know that's that's what you do and um then I was like I want to try you know try not having so much coke with it you know and just see what the flavor because I do like the flavor of it and then after getting involved with like the whiskey balls and stuff and I'm like they're drinking it straight you know these guys are no water, no nothing, and I'm like, wow, okay, and they have a funky glass that they're using, huh, that's cool, you know, as I'm sitting here having my Yeti, Yeti cup, you know, and so I'm like, I'm gonna get me one of those glasses, and I'm gonna get me a nicer bottle, and so, you know, I just started experimenting, and it was hard at first, I will tell you, the first couple of times I tried whiskey, like meat, what we call meat, no ice, no no water, no nothing. I couldn't do it. It was hard. It was harsh until I learned more about it. Um, and we can get into descriptors and stuff like that at a later uh, later time. But yeah, it was it was really hard. And so it just took a little time. I'd have to end up putting a big ice ball in it, which is fine. Put a little water with it. That's fine. The best whiskey is the whiskey you like to drink the way you like to drink it. I'm never going to snob you for putting ice, Topo Chico, Sprite, Coke, put whatever you want in that whiskey. I always tell my, my clients that, you know, that do tastings, I always tell them, please try it neat. At least try it. Um, if you don't like it, that's fine. But at least try it that way. Uh, and nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. It's, it, it's a thing. So, it's pretty cool to see people evolve. And I have a, a little whiskey group here in town of a couple, you know, like five guys, myself included. And to see, it's been, oh, I've been doing this for two years, right? To see them evolve, you know, and they went from, you know, shooting Jameson and drinking Jameson and soda, which, whatever, I don't care, drink whatever you want, like I said, and now they're buying bottles, sending me pictures of them, what do you think about this, what do you, I really like this, one's really into rye whiskey, so he's showing me pictures of rye stuff, and the other one likes high proof uh, bourbons, which, you know, that'll get you in trouble real fast, so I'm, I'm always erring on the side of caution with some of those, but, um, and then one of them really likes malt, like scotch whiskey, and, and single malts, and stuff like that, which he's kind of the the outlaw of the group because everybody else wants the bourbon and the rye and stuff like that and he's like I want the more sweeter fruitier uh multi multi stuff uh which is fun it's really fun to see the dynamic between all the guys and if you can find a good group of people that you can drink a whiskey with or anything I don't care what you're drinking you know drink a beer I don't care a group of friends or not even friends they could be friends you know um and I will tell you, I haven't had a whole lot of this, but, um, and this is not sexist in any way, I don't mean it to be sexist at all, um, I've had a couple of women clients, I did a, a tasting for a, for a group, uh, through a, through a business, and they, uh, there was a couple of women in the group, I tell you, their descriptors on the whiskey, and on what they were tasting, blew my mind, blew my mind, they have a better... I'm, I'm going to say it. They have a better palate than this. I don't know what it is. I think they're, you know, they can they can do the more, um, the lighter, fruitier. They can pull that stuff out, whereas the guys want, it tastes like sweet vanilla, you know, something like that. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's really cool to see how the different people, um, you know, and I always tell people when I do tastings, um, I always tell them, hey, do you like... Um, strong black coffee? Do you like dark chocolate? Do you like uh, IPA beers? Do you like, you know, I was trying to get some, get some markers on them before I set them down with the whiskey because like, you know, there's some of these whiskeys out here 
you know, you can go to Isla Scotches and I can take your head off with Pete, you know, or I can burn your mouth out with some barrel proof bourbon. You know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, there's a lot out there, but there, everything in between is subtle differences. You know what I mean? You want to go malty? Do you want to go sweet and flowery? Do you want to go into Japan and try some of their stuff? I mean, there's so many ways we can go. And that's what I think is going to be the coolest thing about this podcast. Um, for me and for y'all. Uh, there's my text is coming out. Um, you know, for us to just go on this journey together. I think it's going to be really fun. I'm glad you're here. This has been, this has been awesome. I really want for you guys to like, you know, kind of as much feedback as you can. Um, so I guess this would be like my ending, uh, part of this. I really, uh, if you can follow me on socials, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, I do have a little YouTube thing going. I'm trying to get into that, and it's hard. It's hard to do YouTube. Um, but I'm the underscore Whiskey Shaman on all of those. You can find me. It's a Facebook group. I couldn't do my name for some reason because I already had a name. You couldn't change it. Anyway, long story. It doesn't matter. Ten people are on Facebook. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but on the Instagram and, and on all of them, actually, I do... Uh, sun, like Sunday deep dives so I'll be doing one tonight as well haven't figured out what I'm gonna do yet but um, you know we have we have quite a bit to choose from um, I do bottle pickups um, you know stuff like that I'm really working on trying to get a single barrel with whiskey shaman stamp on it so if y'all know anybody who's doing some single barrel picking um, let me know um, but yeah um, so just keep uh, keep on listening, and if you have any questions, hit me up on the on the socials, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. And I'll try in the description below to kind of um, see if there's a, a tab we can use for some talking back and forth and stuff like that. So um, as always, guys, uh, keep your spirits up, and I will talk to you later. Love you.